right, all right, all right. It's time for Let's Talk Shop with Denise and Karina. Whether they're navigating the ebbs and flows of running a large-scale pet industry business or chatting about networking at grooming shows and working vacations at sea, you'll for sure be inspired and ready to take on the world, or at least the next doodle. So grab that cup of coffee or whatever beverage is needed at the moment, and let's talk shop. Welcome back to another episode of it's either let's talk shop with Denise or, and Karina or it's let's, let's talk shop with Karina and Denise. We're not sure. We're, we interchange. It's cool. Yeah, it's fine. Let's talk shop. Um, yeah, welcome back. We are uh, recording this in the midst of uh, the December rush. Yes. And I don't know about you, but my break room is filled with cookies. <laughs> like from clients and from ourselves. So my first client, the first client who brought in like a whole bunch of stuff brought in fruit because they knew we would get a whole bunch of crap. Oh, that's really smart. Uh-huh. So and- they brought in fruit and then, you know, there was homemade peanut brittle and some chocolates and oh yeah. Oh, um, but wonderful. This week, um, to offset the sweets that are coming in, uh, we are actually cooking. Um, let me make sure this will air after all this. Okay, good. Because it, <laughs> um, we are actually going you don't to be spoil doing, the surprise. Correct. We are okay. going to be doing every day like uh, snacks, either like spinach dip one day, buffalo chicken dip, snacky things Ooh. that we know groomers will eat. Right. Yeah. That they can snack on in between because they don't ever sit down. By the way, I don't condone that behavior. I wish they would sit down and eat, but they are the ones that don't. We know how they do. Yes, we know. Yep. We know. And um, and then we're going to do uh, rigatoni and meatballs Ooh. in a crock pot so that they can just sort of grab as they go. And it's not just all yucky food. What a great idea. We are also doing potluck, but I love my team too much to cook for them i will not subject them to that so for those reasons i will be um ordering pizza on <laughs> so we'll just get well uh, there will be one day i think it's probably going to be saturday the 23rd we're just gonna order a ton of pizza that way it's just it's hot it's fresh it's ready um but i you know, we have some other stuff going on i think somebody's bringing in a casserole tomorrow um that sort of thing, just to make it easier so that, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one, one less thing to worry about. But, oh man, I had ginger snaps dipped in white chocolate today. I had uh, peanut butter crackers dipped in chocolate. Um, we, oh, we just had a, uh, we had a gourmet pretzel, not pretzel, sorry, gourmet popcorn place open oh. next door. Right, I saw that. Yes. So they have every flavor imaginable. So, um, I mean, they even have like ghost pepper or something crazy. They have, you know, they have like regular ones. I I had watermelon the other day. Um, but so far my favorite have to be the caramel cashew, which are really good. And then, um, they also have a dill pickle, which is so, so yummy as a popcorn flavoring. It sounds kind of weird. Nope. That's good. I get it. Yeah. So we have a whole like room of popcorn right now. Um, <laughs> so that's been, that's been all right. Um, so yeah. So in like our little pre-show, we were kind of talking about 
topics and what we wanted to discuss. And just as like an insider thing, we come up with it right before we go on. Yeah, right before. But well, in generally, we have to like really pare it down because we have way too much to talk about. Um, (laughs) But I think um, for me, this this the theme of December is always gratitude, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. you're taking stock of your year and you're also, um, you know, looking forward to spending time with your family and kind of relaxing a little bit before the end of the year. And so with that in mind, I have been very much present to um, the way groomers talk on social media. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, For better or for worse. So um, I'm in a lot of groups uh, on mostly Facebook um, where groomers, you know, can collaborate in these really wonderful, beautiful ways and in some not so beautiful ways as well. So um, just in general, I just kind of want to talk about this this new idea of I, I think maybe we've made a little bit of an overcorrection. Um, so I think groomers were so, I don't know the word, um, we were just so beat up for so many years by our customers complacent yeah yeah and we kind of were doormats and we let ourselves go yeah we got walked on Uh uh-huh and we got taken advantage of and that's not good we shouldn't do that no but now we have maybe i think some of us not all of us have maybe (laughs) a touch overcorrected and now some of us have turned into terrors on the internet. <laughs> and uh, the way I see groomers talking about their clients and getting upset with their clients and treating their clients like they're not human beings is really, really disturbing to me. And, you know, I try to take it with like a big grain of salt because I understand that like when you go to some of these communities, you're looking to be around like-minded vi- individuals and kind of blow mm-hmm. some steam. And I get that. Um, but there's just so much like, I don't know, there's so much client bashing and there is. And I think I always see that people seem to forget that that's still our income, right? We need these clients. We don't need them to walk all over us. We don't need to be doormats. They need to be respectful, right? Or Mm -hmm as respectful as sometimes the public can be. Um, But yes, we still need them. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but when we start alienating clients, it trickles down and the clients can feel that and you sort of collect those people some more, right? Mm -hmm. Those are sort of who you are attracting because there's such this hoopla around it and you have all of this energy around it that you're not focusing on the people who are the good clients who, you know, I had, listen, I had a really bad stint of this probably about two years ago. I overcorrected, right? Mm. It was COVID. We were busy. We, uh, you, I mean, we all know how it was like, well, whoever came in yeah, it was <laughs> around crazy, that man. time. Yeah. How crazy it was. So I went overboard to like, no, we're not going to get walked on all over and we're not going to do all these things. 
And then what I started to notice was that I was creating monsters within my business. And those were the people I was focusing on. And those people were such a small percent of my business. I You're talking about less than 5%. And that was the only thing I kept worrying about and harping on was that 5%, not the 95 yep. that come in and they're great clients. It was that five. Yeah. And I notice, um, not so much anymore, but I definitely had a time where like groomers would take it so personally mm-hmm. when somebody would no show or somebody was late or their dog would come in matted and they would just get so upset and it, it would ruin their entire day. Mm-hmm. And look, I get it. Like sometimes your day doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. And you're, you're, you know, a lot of these people are repeat offenders and you feel unheard, but at the end of the day, like they're human beings and they're going to do what they are going to do. And you can either choose to have a bad day over it, or you can choose to just let it roll like water off a duck's back. Mm-hmm. Because um, if you want to be pissed off about it, that's fine, but you're going to be pissed off through all of your good client grooms as well. Yeah. And like, why do that? Why, right. why have a bad day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, like, I think it goes back to having really set like standardized policies about what to do when there's a no-show, what to do when a client is late, what to do when they're matted and you've had this discussion already. By standardizing those things, we've taken the emotion out of it. And, you know, I, I think, I think that is probably one of the greatest gifts that you can give your team Yes, is to to make it so they don't have to think about it. Like when a client no shows, we don't have to run through it and think about it and be like, why did they do this? We just are telling them the policy. We're like, hey, it's your second, you know, missed appointment. I'm so sorry. We are going to have to charge you a missed appointment fee and keep your card on file from now on, for example. Mm-hmm. And then it's done. You just fall back on that policy and you don't have to have any feelings about it. You don't have to go around, you know, pissed off about your clients all day because, Who wants to live like that? Right. And then on top of that, so I've learned um, that (laughs) because of the, we're high end or we're not high end. We are um, high volume. We have a lot of, or a lot of employees. So we have large scale businesses, which is why we talk the way that we do. Yeah. Um, And with that, the trickle down of Mm. one person who would get upset And it would trickle down and just fester and snowball and tornado in there. And that's harder to fix than it is, you know, giving them the tools to be okay with the way society may go. Yeah. It's just. No, that's huge because like as a leader, yeah, clients piss me off all the time. Like (laughs) we're not sitting here saying that they don't. No, of course they do. But like. (laughs) I don't have the luxury of being able to wear my feelings and my emotions on my sleeve because my team will reflect those back to me and they deserve better than that. So when a client is really, really frustrating and very difficult, anger and giving into that anger and giving into being mad at them is, uh, to go back to my my favorite term it's a bit of emotional masturbation like it feels so good to be angry i i mean i can't speak for you i love being angry it's like 
It's like my second favorite feeling. It's like right <laughs> under joy. Like I like, I want to either be like super full of joy or super full of rage. Like right. if I can't have, if I can't have joy, give me rage. Um, but like that you're giving into it if you get that angry and you don't have to. Um, I think that's something that like I've learned with age, like this idea of like, you can choose whether to be angry or not that if you told me that when I was 18, I was like, what are you even talking about? Right. That's not, <laughs> and, that didn't yeah. exist. No. And, and I will say even now, like if, if in the heat of the moment, no, I don't think you can choose to not be angry in the heat of the moment, but, but you can choose to take a beat and mm. not let it affect the morale of, of your entire staff. So, right. And once you start it, it, it the next person is going to pick up on it and you're going to now snowball into a toxic type work environment or a not very conducive to working environment that people want to be in. You know, they may not want to stick around if it's always like that as well. And I love teaching. So I think we went over this on a different episode, how um, with boundaries, we mm-hmm. went over boundaries. And as the employees get younger, you don't have that desire to really, you have nothing in common with them to really want to hang out with them. But the other part to that is they also don't possess life lessons. So Mm -hmm. I love, and I don't know about you, I love teaching them how to function in society. So when (laughs) they are, so when they are really elevated, or maybe that client said something that just irked them, that I can give them a different sense of perception for them to think about and take that emotion part out of it. And it's really cool to watch the employees really grasp that and like that light bulb moment. Yes. So um, I have an example of exactly that. Uh-huh. And um, I will also say I am no better than any of my employees. I am not. I'm just older and I've already screwed up in ways that they cannot imagine. But I am not a better person in any way. Um, so a client came in and uh, not really sure what was going on with her personally but it's not actually any of my business. It doesn't matter. But she was really jumpy and fidgety and she wouldn't stop moving during the check-in process. And um, one of my employees came back and made a comment about, uh, after the check-in process was done, about how she wasn't sure what was going on with that lady, but that lady seemed to be on drugs. And I responded you know, um, that might be true, uh, but she also could have Parkinson's. Like, the things that she was doing, they could be drugs. Mm-hmm. It could be symptoms of a movement disorder. We actually have no idea. Like, there's there, there are many, and obviously, like, you know, I'm very into movement disorders because I have one. Right. Um, so, but my employee didn't, you know, she doesn't know how to recognize movement disorder. And I don't even know if the lady does have a movement disorder. Maybe it was drugs. Maybe she was coked out of her mind. I have no idea. It doesn't matter. But, but to she, assume. Yeah. But she was pleasant and she wasn't hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my employee got really quiet and was like, oh yeah. And I, I wasn't saying it to me my employee feel bad um <laughs> I was just pointing out that there could be another uh 
another explanation for this woman's behavior. Mm-hmm. And certainly like life lessons like that, I, you know, I, I like to always assume the best actually, like whatever the, the situation is, um, I will prepare for the worst, but I'm going to assume the best until told otherwise. And I think it's really important to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, so yeah, maybe they are late. Maybe they're, maybe they don't show up for their appointment. You have no idea what's going on in these people's lives. Give them a like a little ounce of grace and compassion will put you so far ahead in your day. And it's such a, it's such a better feeling to Mm -hmm. award someone that grace and compassion instead of just jumping to anger. Like it, it will serve you better. Well, and we use our rules. Our rules are able to be bent, right? Mm, if, yes. I've had my one of my girls come in the back and she is like, I went ahead and gave her $10 off because we screwed up. Go oh, for it. Yes. Thank you. I love that. Well, Thank and that, you. yes, like that discretion is is so important. And then empowering every single one of your team mm-hmm. to be able to practice that discretion in the moment is so much better. Like it's yes. so much better to allow them and say, you can bend the rules if you think it needs it. You don't mm-hmm. have to come get me. I trust you. I trust right. your judgment. I trust you to do the right thing. I I love that. Number one, I, I think it's the right thing to do. Number two, don't bother me. You know the answer. Exactly. <laughs> you, like, you know the answer. Yeah. yeah. You know how I run this. You know how I want to treat the clients. You know what we don't tolerate, right? We don't tolerate people. So we can sit here until we're blue in the face and say, be nice to people or give them the benefit of the doubt. But you're not going to cuss at any of the employees no. and you can go ahead and get out. Um, yep. You're not going to threaten lawsuits or, you know, even if you threaten bad reviews, I have a hard time with anyone who threatens. That's like one of my, that's one of my no-goes right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have hard no's. But there's a lot of gray in customer service, a lot of gray. I cannot make rules up for every single instance that there is. So guess what? They're allowed to be bent. You know, hey, this person. And here's the other thing when we have large scale, right? And you're a Mm non-groomer. We have so many clients that we don't know about that our groomers probably have a really good rapport with. Mm-hmm. that we don't know because we're not there necessarily all the time. And we're not there every time this client comes in every four to six weeks and has built this rapport with some of our employees. So I want them to say, this is a really good employee or really good client to me. They deserve for the no-show fee to be waived because they had these circumstances that were beyond their control or they've yeah. never done it before. And I feel bad. I would rather an employee tell me I don't want to charge because I feel bad. They're a great person. They've never done this to us. They have a good track record. Yeah. I, in a heartbeat. Okay, cool. Though no one will ever get in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) Ever. Agreed. Agreed. I, I'm a big proponent of that. Um, and, and also just it, it, especially when we screw up, like you said, Oh yeah. You're with your giving $10. We screw up all the time. We mm-hmm. like I I would love to be in a in a place where we don't, but we make mistakes all the time. And yeah, most of the time they're they're pretty minor mistakes in the grand scheme of things. But when we have a miscommunication or we forget to, you know, maybe they asked for a nail file on the dog and 
it just got missed. You know, shit happens. But take full responsibility and own it and be proactive about solving the problem instead of just being like, yeah, we forgot the nails. I'm sorry. That That's fine. I guess that's one way of doing it. But instead be like, oh, we forgot the nail file. I am so sorry. We are going ahead and um, crediting your next service for a free one or like do something like that. Be proactive about it, like own up to it and then immediately solve it for them. Don't make them ask for a credit or ask for a discount. Um, I, I mean, I just, I think it's important to, when you are uh, dealing with somebody who's upset, to acknowledge the problem and then say, here's what I'm going to do for you. And then outline the steps of how you're going to correct the problem right now. You're going to make up for the fact that the problem happened in the first place by giving them some kind of credit or something. And then how you're going to make sure that um, mistake doesn't happen again in the future. And I think just covering those three things with clients, that's what they want. They don't want the $10 off. They just want to feel like you you give a shit that yep. you messed up. Yeah. It's, um, not just, it's not just a business that they're human beings as well. Yeah. They just, you know, sometimes they just want to feel heard. But um, yeah, empowering your staff to 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 take on all those things, I, it's just it's really really good to um, you know, just make sure everybody leaves happy mm-hmm. and to the best of your ability. I mean, obviously, if they're getting there, are, there are actual like hard and fast no goes, like you said. Like if they're if they're cursing at you, if they're threatening at you, like I. But I've never actually had that happen. Not here and there, but like not to the level that I see on the internet. No. And I think if you're having repeat offenders like that, I think it's time to reevaluate how you're handling your clients. Yes. And how are you coming across that people may be defensive, you know, and you may not even notice that you're doing it, but it's one of those red flags that if most of your clientele is like that, reevaluate. Yeah. Um, haggling is a really good example of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I have never had anybody try to actually haggle on the price. Not truly. No. People have asked for discounts, but nobody's ever haggled with me. If you are in a situation in your in your practice where people are constantly haggling with you, you need to reassess. Mm-hmm. Like like you need to post a menu board of the prices or you need to you need to do something to signify to people that this is a professional establishment because Mm -hmm. there's something going on. There's some cues. There's some wires getting crossed that people think that that's okay. Or, you know, if you're, if you're constantly getting no-shows, reevaluate your no-show policy. If you're constantly having late appointments, well, don't accept them. Like after 15 minutes, we make you reschedule. Mm -hmm. And that's just how it is. It's it's the same at my doctor's office. And it's not, you know, no hard feelings. Shit happens. We'll just have to reschedule today. Yeah. Um, but if that's happening to you all the time, you might have have opened the door a little bit for it. And now they're kicking the door open. Um what what really grinds my gears is <laughs> um <laughs> I don't uh how do I how do I say this without sounding like a total jerk? I understand some people must communicate with their clients by text if, you know, if you're a single owner operator or maybe you're a mobile groomer and that is your preferred method of communication. I understand that. I respect Mm -hmm. that. I do not do that. 
Um, unless the person absolutely needs text message communication, we do all of our communication by phone. Um, and that is because shit gets lost in translation. And I can't tell you how many, how many times do you go on Facebook and a groomer is complaining about a client and they're posting pages and pages and pages of screenshots of text. And I'm like, call this client. Yeah. Like they're, they're like, oh, look at this miscommunication and blah, blah. call them. What are you texting them for? Like if there's a customer service issue, you, you have to talk to them on the phone. Like it's not mm -hmm. going to be fixed over text. And I think text messaging is great for mobiles, right? Yeah. That's the way you communicate. Um, we are actually upgrading our computer system to help with no-shows. Like we couldn't keep cards on file prior. And now uh, society is just a little wonky right now. And it's going to be for a little bit longer. So we want to make sure that we're protecting our investment. So we're upgrading our computer system. We want to sort of do more text message communication with the clients that are already established. Yes. If you can't, let's say the cat salon, we always get a lot because we're very uh, limited hours mm -hmm. there. So a lot of it is through email or Facebook or whatever messages right now. And we will, if it gets to be too much more than, hey, how much do you charge? And we say how much we charge and what days we're open. Do you want to set up an appointment? If it gets any more involved than that, we say we're going to call you. Or, and we make it a point to even sometimes set up a time because we are limited availability over there. And I don't, I'm not calling from my phone. So that's not happening. No. <laughs> we nope. have boundaries on that. I'm not calling from my cell phone. Uh, but we will make sure that we are contacting them so that we don't have that miscommunication, even mm -hmm. just from the get go. Yeah. But I think normal, you know, cool. Hey, I want to set up an appointment. Awesome. I have this day get yeah. it said, get it done. Great. I think it's a great tool, especially if you don't have a receptionist or your phones are always busy yeah. where you may be losing clients or, you know, potential appointments because of it. But anything that's a problem needs to have voice behind it. Someone has to hear someone else's voice. Yeah, you need absolutely. to hear the client's voice and the client needs to hear where you're coming from as well. My other um, thing with that is um if i get a bad review and like i we are not perfect we get bad reviews absolutely oh yeah um we immediately respond like we call the person and say oh my gosh i'm so sorry to hear that mm -hmm. like tell me more how can i make it better because i'll tell you what we don't get we don't get bad reviews if we have already uh run interference with the client so if they're i'll give you an example like if there's a problem and we catch it and we can tell the client is unhappy, running interference for me means being proactive about customer service, checking in with them about why they're unhappy, fixing it for them going forward. I never get a bad review from that. Mm -hmm. When we get a bad review is we didn't know there was a problem. They go home and they, you know, on the keyboard and, you know, they can be a little braver. But mm -hmm. when that happens, be proactive and call them. Like, mm -hmm. because, and, and most of the time, listen, they're not going to answer because they're they're chicken shit. They are. We just, like <laughs> We just had one a few months ago and we called when I saw it come through and she's been a really loyal client and I don't know what, like all of a sudden we had this three-star review and it was really weird. Um, we called first thing out of, she answered and the first thing out of her mouth was, you're calling because of my review, aren't you? Yeah, of yeah. course we are. 
we Why are wouldn't we? we don't understand yeah we didn't like, know you were unhappy right yeah <laughs> Correct. we are uh, so you're right, though. But the ones who are will answer are the ones that, you know, they're like, I know why you're calling. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, and that's why, like, I don't ever leave any I don't think I I don't think I've ever left anyone a bad review on the internet ever like no it's been a I long really, time yeah it has to be really 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 bad and really typically... yeah yeah um, um and if you don't here's another listen I'm not good with confrontation I am to an extent um I was that doormat for so long that I still teeter this line with clients so sometimes being direct with them is a little bit harder for me I have someone I can count on to do that if the situation arises that I'm not able to whether it's the receptionist that I know can handle this probably sometimes better than I could mm. I only pass it off if I don't think that I can handle it better than somebody else and I also think, yeah, I've, I've been in that situation too, where sometimes you're too close to the situation yes. to, to properly, like, you know, surgeons shouldn't be operating on family members. Right. And I, and that's not really the same thing, but it feels the same. Like if you're emotionally invested in a customer service kind of dispute, you probably shouldn't be taking that call because you're going to allow yourself to feel things and get heated. And you need like a neutral, like person that is... Mm -hmm you know, thinking about concrete and you, they can't get a rise out of anybody. That That is like actually the best tool that you can um, use for those kinds of calls. But um, it's okay to say like, you know what, I'm compromised. I can't take care mm -hmm. of this client. Is somebody Does somebody have the space available? Because we only have so many spoons and it's really yeah. okay to just be like, I'm tapped out today. I can't, um, I can't emotionally be there for anybody else. No. Um, we, we do it all the time. I mean, I've, I've stepped in for clients when my team is like, they're too much for me. And I've also passed off clients to my team and said, you know what, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm too close to this situation. Can mm -hmm. you, can you, um, check in with them? But yeah, I, I think communication, um, you know, over phone, it's a little bit easier to not be misunderstood if you have all the tools in your toolkit um, and certainly like text, we do text confirmations and reminders mm -hmm. and stuff, stuff like that. That's fantastic. But like you said, anything beyond a quick check-in, we're going to pick up the phone and call you to make right. sure that, that we're all on the same page. And certainly if anybody ever complained over text, I would not continue to text them. I would say, I'm so sorry to hear that. Let me give you a call. I would really like to work this out with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I certainly, I had, yeah. And some clients won't, I also want to throw out, sorry, I didn't mean to oh, sure. no, no, um, that's okay. I just, <laughs> I just mean, I, I know it feels really good when a client really pisses you off to take all their screenshots and dump them on Facebook yes. where a bunch of other groomers can tell you you're right. And listen, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. You probably are right. You mm -hmm. probably are. But is it the correct thing to do? I don't know. I don't, I think it feels good. And I think it's nice moment. to have that. Yeah, I think it's nice to have that support. But I don't think that is the best use of your energy. I think you'd we be like better served being more proactive about it. And then if you can't fix it, let it go, man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we always want to be validated, right? We want to hear mm -hmm. that someone feels the same or has been in that same 
that you're not alone, right? You're not alone in it, but is also hearing other people, especially social media, right? It not go find a close friend to vent to yes. or another business owner or a small group, right? Yeah. Listen, programmer, great for a lot of things. Programmer is not the place where you want to be tossing on these bad vibes and these, these stories that you have, because you're just going to get so many people that are going to say, you're right, you're right, you're right. And they're, it's just going to fester and, and it's a, it's an you're echo never going to get over it. It's yeah. an echo chamber. And you're going to be like, I'm right. And I'm angry and I deserve to be angry. And yeah, in the moment you do, but then you got to get over it and you yeah. got to, you got to move on to your next client who is not a raging lunatic, you know, cause they're not all raging lunatics. Some of them are really great. Most, mm-hmm. the vast majority of them are fantastic. I've had maybe 0.001% of my clients that have, have actually been a problem. And you, you got to remember that like, they're the, 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 they're the squeaky wheel. They're the loud ma- uh, minority, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't let that um, kind of color your worldview about how people are because the vast majority of people are good and decent and they want to just take care of their dog and they love the work you do. So, right. um, yeah, but social media can can turn into, like you said, an echo chamber of you know, with everybody being on your side and, you know, to your point of like, find a friend. Yeah. Find yourselves a Denise, find yourself with somebody (laughs) that you can call and just be like, Oh, I had a tough day. Like, here's what happened. Mm -hmm. But to broadcast your, your anger to the masses, just be really, really careful because it doesn't, it, it's not filling your cup. Mm -hmm. It'll keep you low. Yeah. It feels like it, it feels good in the beginning but what will feel better is confronting the problem or just letting it go um oh the other thing i see on social media all the time is groomers complaining about clients calling their phone in the middle of the night to book an appointment drives me crazy guys why do these clients have your personal (laughs) cell phone number have a second cell phone are you joking are you joking right now you do all of your work and all of your personal stuff off the same cell phone are you insane right what if you accidentally send like a a personal picture to one of them what if Mm -hmm. you what if you accidentally text them something weird what if what do you do when you're on vacation how do you right how do you get rid of all those calls and still use your call like what and on top of that, it is, you can't get away, right? No, never. Ever. And it, where was I going with this? See, this is what happens. Hmm. Phone calls. I know this is our brains. Mm-hmm. You keep going. I, I'll think about it. It's just mind boggling to me. Like I, phones are not that expensive. Like get yourself a whole, I wouldn't even, I know some people like you can oh. switch your phone numbers yeah. and stuff. No, no, <laughs> don't do that. Get yourself guess, a whole ass other phone. That's ridiculous. And I don't know about you, but I am that person who on my way to work at six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning said, oh crap, I need to call my dentist because I've been meaning to make this appointment for months. I'm going to call and leave a message. Yeah. It's not that weird. Like some people- It is have, not. Like I, I, I don't think people are calling you at three in the morning knowing it's your personal cell phone. I think they're calling to right. leave a message because- they have like insomnia or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's not that weird. 
Nope. I, I walk into our business and I'll listen to voicemails. And sometimes we get one at 10 o'clock at night. Like, I know you're closed, but I was thinking about it. So call me in the morning. You know, yeah, and that yeah. is a normal thing with society it's just, right now. It's a totally normal thing. So if that's happening to you, you can fix it. You are ridiculously in control of that situation. You can fix it. I believe in you. Go get a second okay. phone. Go get it. Go get yourself a second phone. You deserve it. Um, yeah, but I, I, all that I can go, you know what? Let me pull up Facebook right now and see, see how many people are bashing. Well, and exactly. And we are screaming as an industry for professionalism, bashing clients on public even well, they're public. I'm sorry. Social media is public. It doesn't matter how private a group is. It is a public forum that you are bashing clients that that's not professional or classy. No. Again, find someone in a close circle that you can go ahead and say, oh my goodness, this person drives me crazy. Or, yeah. you know, they said this, blah, 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 and vent it out and let it go. Yeah. Don't harp yeah. on it. No. Social media no. lets you harp on it. It does. And it's, it's a, um, yep. First, first thing is a text message. <laughs> first thing on, on one of the big grooming groups is somebody complaining. Um, or if your area, we were talking about this too, and Ohio has an, uh, Ohio has a page too. It's Ohio. It's a blacklist page. I don't remember, but, oh. um, those the blacklist pages too i i understand why they exist i really do right everyone wants a heads up if there's a pain in the butt client or if there was a disrespectful client um but you never know the other side of that too and i'm not saying that a groomer's wrong on that what i'm saying is each person is an individual each business is an individual and that person who you may have been complaining about and say, don't take this person may fit in with your neighbor business. Absolutely. And I think more importantly than that, uh, blacklists are not something to take lightly. So also for those of you who don't know what we're referring to is yeah, sorry. when <laughs> there's a local grooming group and somebody says, uh, heads up, watch out for Teddy the Shih Tzu, last name Smith. Um, his mom is a bitch and she doesn't show up for appointments and she doesn't tip. Okay. So like you said, maybe, maybe that groomer's correct. Maybe that groomer's correct. And Teddy just needs to be somewhere else and is a good fit elsewhere. Or maybe Teddy's mom has more money than God. And she's going to like, sue you just for shits and giggles because she absolutely could because you are trash talking her on the internet and um you can sue anybody for any reason whether you're justified or not but all it takes is for a client to find that and start a smear campaign against your business that you will never come back from because again we want to be labeled as professionalisms and then we go on the internet and we talk mad shit and it has to stop like mm -hmm. it's not okay I had a groomer several years ago um post a picture of a client's dog making fun of it in a grooming group um the client wanted to show her dog and this groomer thought it would be funny 
to take a picture of this dog and be like, look at how ugly this dog is and this stupid client wants to show them and ha, ha, ha. Guess who was in that group? The client. You never know who knows anybody. The client was in that group. Yeah. And and we had to make a lot of phone calls apologizing for this groomer's behavior. This groomer no longer works with me. And it's that lack of integrity that will get you in trouble. Like, do not Mm -hmm. act like that in public. Mm -hmm. Like your mom, did your mom raise you better? Like, and if you, your grandma, your aunt, your dad, anybody, whoever raised you, they're like, somebody raised you better. I'm going to raise you better. Okay. Listen, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care how you grew up. I'm telling you right now, don't act like that. Don't act like that with me. You know what? Go ahead and make your jokes like among yourselves. Like, oh, this dog's really not show quality. Like, ha ha ha. But you do not post your shop talk. Do you like that little callback right there? I like it. You do not post your (laughs) shop talk on the internet for other people to see. You be very, very careful where you put that. And and I, I, I've, we've discussed this. I am a woman of science. I don't believe in this ooey gooey woo woo crap, but what you put out into the world is what you can expect back. And if you wanna go out there acting like that, like every client owes you something and they should just worship the ground you walk on because you know, you, you deem it, you know, to be, to be, part of your day that you even look at their dog and they should be so grateful that you take them. And, and if you want to act like that, enjoy, like that's, that is a really sad existence to, to feel that way about your clients. Well, and I know we didn't touch on it. I'm going to touch a little bit on it. I'm sure we'll make it into an episode. And then in turn, it's groomer on groomer, right? Now you have these very strong opinions of I'm never touching this dog and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, we had the example, I work seven to two, Monday through Friday, no one else, you should never work anywhere that has, you know, less or more hours. Or that makes or you work weekends or that yeah. makes you, yeah, or that makes you work like <laughs> evenings or something. Right. And it's now crazy. it's because each person has a preference. Um, Dr. Molly and Todd, they didn't want to be open on weekends. They actually were closed on weekends and they had groomers come up to them and say, we want to work on weekends. It works better for our at-home schedule, for our work-life yeah. balance. Yeah. Like so it they, depends. Yeah. So they have, they, I, I'm almost positive it. they're self-sufficient groomers. They don't need to have a staff. They said, here's the rules. If you're going to do this, this is, but they allowed them to do it because it works for their, their lifestyle. Yeah. But so guess what? There's people who want to work weekends or who don't care. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, you know, in, in terms of like my business model and who I'm trying to accommodate, I'm, I'm trying to accommodate everyone. And I'm trying to be a private salon that still has the benefits of a big box salon. And if you say, hey, what benefits of a big box salon? Well, think about it. If, if your clients are going to these big corporate salons, they have a couple really, really nice benefits. Number one, they're always open. Like, you know exactly when they're open. They're open seven. I, I'm pretty sure most most of them are open seven days a week. Seven days a week, yeah. Yeah. They're open seven days a week. You don't have to worry about, like, something happening and, like, groomers going on vacation. Like, there's always someone there. You, mm-hmm. can, uh, you can get in pretty quickly. You know, you can get in usually same week or week or two. Um, and, and, and you just know what to expect, you know what to expect in every single one of those establishments. And you do not need to model your salon off a big box salon if you don't want to, No, but, but highlight what they do well 
and bring that into your salon if you want. So for us, yeah, we're open seven days a week because um, as many people uh, as there are, you know, that have really flexible schedules and work from home and can drop off their dog whenever, for every one of those, there's another one that they cannot get out of working Monday to Friday, eight to five in person in a salon or sorry, in an office. And they can't bring their dogs in to you unless you're open an alternative time for them. So, you know, we do have late afternoon appointments. We do have weekend appointments and that's because we're providing a service to the client and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're fully booked. And so that's what works for us. And, and if look, if you're a one man show, you don't have to do any of that. Like you make all the rules and you decide what's important to you. But, um, but for me, I, I, I very much enjoy running my business from a place of, of gratitude and really taking stock of, of our clients are incredibly important to us. And they're the only reason I'm still around 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I, I'll bend over backwards for them. I'm not a doormat. I will not be treated poorly, but um, when they've been good to me, I will be very good to them. And I want to throw out there when I started, I was the doormat. I know we both stated we were, but I did not have strong boundaries to be proactive. And that is why if anyone's ever taken any of my classes, the first thing is strong policies and procedures will give you the backbone to have with these clients so that you don't have to put emotion and have to think. You're already going to have a late cancellation policy or a no-show policy or a show up to the late, you know, 15 minutes, you you need to reschedule. And it really is as simple as these are our rules. So getting to be in a proactive spot, you know, planning for those makes it a lot easier to handle and weed out the clients that may not be a fit for your facility as well. Yeah. And that doesn't mean they're bad people. No, that, you know, that doesn't mean like, listen, we, we have clients that just can't make their appointments. They just, they can't. They're they're never able to. They they just you know they they no show quite a bit. They're lovely people. Some people have other stuff going on. You know we've had clients that have had a uh, dementia. We've had clients mm-hmm. that ha- were undergoing health struggles. Like you you really don't know what's going on with people. So just don't just don't judge. Just don't. It's just easier to just not be mad and be like you know what I have to believe that if they're not here it's probably for good reason. Let me just call off the next person off the wait list. Like it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of, there's many different salons, like your clients and my, like if we switch clients, they would probably both be unhappy. Like our, right. both of our clients right. sets would be unhappy yeah. with the other service because it would be different and it's not yeah. it. And all of our clients are lovely people, but just what works for some people doesn't work for everybody else. So when people miss a ton of appointments, you know, I usually, I don't fire clients um, and I don't advocate for firing for clients. Like I, I'm, I always refer clients out, which is different. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the difference between, you know, trying to practice that gratitude versus just being like, ah, I don't, I never want to see this lady again. We'll give her an alternative. It's also like, for me, if you truly want to fire a client, um, 
there's a good chance they're going to come back and keep bothering you unless you give them a reasonable alternative. So it would behoove you to give them <laughs> another blades to go if you really don't want to see them again. But it, you know, for example, like the people that miss their appointments over and over and over again, I will say, hey, you might need um, a grooming salon that's not express service where you just drop off in the morning and they get to the dog over the course of the day. You might need a, a grooming salon that um, maybe you need mobile with with um, key service and they come in when you're at work and they just take care of your dog. You know, yeah. there's maybe you need a salon where like there's daycare included and you can drop off your dog. And then again, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll so there's any number of things and it doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means your, your salon's not the right fit for them. Well, and I've told people before, cause we're, we have two corporate right by us and I'll be, if they have, are having problems, I'll say, you know, maybe you should go there because they'll do oh, walk-ins. I refer people to the, the big box salons all the time, mm -hmm. all the time. They're like, I, I want to get in this week. I'm like, sweetie, they're right there in the plaza. Go for it. Like, yep. I, I have no, like, go with God. You, you're like, you're good with me. I get it. We have a lead time. And that, some people need their dog groomed this week and I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can't compete with that. So good for them. I mean, know? how many times, so even just spin it, we want clients to treat us like we're humans when we need off. Yeah. If we get sick and we have to reschedule. Right. And yeah. just the same as when you are running your business, you know, how crazy life can be and how many times have you not been able to make appointments? You want to extend that same grace out and want to, you know, know that there's other places that maybe work better for you as well too, but give your clients the benefit of the doubt and they, you want to be a human. So they are humans too. And yeah. their lives are crazy. Our lives um, are crazy. I think about this a lot. My neurologist um, has a very special like clinic for movement disorders and she only holds it on like the third Thursday of the month from <laughs> one to four. Oh, I can't get I, what. I, so you have <laughs> to make your appointment on the third Thursday of every month. Like what? I'm a teacher. What if my, I could just never make that appointment. I can yeah. just never, ever have an appointment with her until she changes that schedule. And, um, she doesn't seem to think it's a problem because I think she's fully booked because it, that's a very narrow window. Why wouldn't right. she be fully booked? But um, but the point is, like, you know, you're you're not going to be accommodating to everyone. But um, I think it's important to remember that people have lives too. Because I think from her perspective, she's like, well, if it's important, they'll show up. But right. But I, you know, if I teach community college and I'm teaching a Thursday afternoon class, I guess I can just never show up. I just, I can't, right. I can't. Yeah. So you don't know what, what people's situations are. You know, some people work night shift and sleep through their appointment. Some people are taking care of, you know, elderly parents or um, kids and yeah, just have yeah. a little bit of grace, man. Yep. And have the, the policies in place to help you be able to honor that grace as well. Yeah. Oh, it's so much so much it's it's just easier to be kind and compassionate when the rules are in place mm -hmm. like that's that's why we make those policies it's not to be a hard ass it's to it's to free up your brain from <clears throat> excuse me thinking about oh you know 
what am I going to do for this lady? She's never showing up for her appointments. This is like her third no-show. Oh, great. I have a policy right here that tells me exactly what to do. By the, by the time you get to a third no-show, you're prepaying for all your appointments. There you go. You know, yep. and takes the emotion out of it. And, you know, we just say it matter-of-factly. And we also kind of like, I might have talked about this with you before, but we kind of do this like funny thing where we like blame it on corporate. I'm using air quotes here. Like, <laughs> like we act like, oh yeah, you know, it's the policy. Like it, and it's funny because like, it's our policy. We wrote it, but right. <laughs> you know, it right. allows you to kind of like almost commiserate <laughs> with the, the client, like, oh, you know, I got to charge you a no-show fee <laughs> and, and kind of like, it makes it very funny actually. And they um, don't realize, like, they don't question it either. No, no, they don't. They don't. They don't, <laughs> they don't question just, it. No. And if they fight you, let them go, like whatever. Uh huh. Um, it's not worth, you know, arguing with somebody over 50 bucks. Um, but I, I will say our no-show um, policy is changing next year. I think we're going to switch to your first one's a mulligan. And then um, we used to do like a no-show fee, basically. Like, oh, sorry, a missed appointment fee. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, we're just going to put your card on file. After, after two no-shows, your card's on file. And you just get charged the full amount of your appointment. And we're playing around. Yeah, Yeah. we're playing around with it, too, because honestly, the society's weird currently and there's not a lot of respect for time. So acceptance of what we're in front of is another option (laughs) for all of this. Accepting that this is just the way it is right now. And that's okay. Right. How are we as business owners going to conquer this? And if you have to change your no show policies, we're the same. Like I said, we're getting our our new software so that we can keep cards on file and we don't have to worry about, you know, hunting people down if we need be or whatever. So we're also changing our policies as well to help with changing times. You have to. You absolutely have to. And for us, um, our no-show rate is actually incredibly consistent. Um, like if I have four groomers on a day, I know that we will have at least one no-show. Yeah. Um, statistically speaking. Now, from day to day, you know, some days you'll have one, some days you'll have none, some days you'll have three. But right. in general, the no-show rate is pretty um pretty even across across a couple months. And for that reason, um, and, and like you should track that. That's that's an important metric, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I say this. I, I don't track the the rate. I just know when we have four groomers, I'm like, yeah, there's a good chance that we're going to have one. Um, <laughs> the probability. So when you yeah, the probability. Yeah. business, when you get large scale businesses, the probability of these things are a lot higher. Right. Exactly. So when you when you just have, you know, when it's just yourself or you just have one groomer. Um, you're not going to have as many no-shows, but when you have four schedules on a day, four mm-hmm. full schedules, um, yeah, you're going to have a no-show. Yeah. And so working within those parameters, like that idea of like, yeah, I know I'm going to have a no-show. That's so freeing because yeah. instead of being pissed off when it happens and being reactive, um, like we have, we have training and sometimes those dogs also want a, a groom. So we have day training. So it's kind of like daycare, but it's not um, a free-for-all daycare. It's it's more like one-on-one time with the dogs. So 
having a couple of those dogs in the mix is always super helpful because if we have a no-show, I know that, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a dog's name, Teddy. Teddy's my go-to today. Um, Teddy, <laughs> Teddy in day training is going to need a groom. So you just grab him and you fill that spot. And kind of like planning for, for that where it's like a known thing that you're going to have a no-show and what are you going to do about it is um, I think it's hugely beneficial. It's just a mind shift. It's not, it's not that like I'm actually policy-wise doing anything different. But if you have that kind of mind shift of like, yeah, there's, there's enough dogs in here today that we're going to have one. Um, you don't get as angry and, you know, you just kind of go with the flow and, and then again, going back on those policies of like, okay, well, we'll just start calling off the wait list. And Mm -hmm. we're very, I I have a big thing about being very judicious about the wait list. Um, this is my later, latest, uh, hyper fixation where, um, (laughs) well, it's easy to like jump around the wait list and be like, Ooh, let's call Teddy and he's a good client. I really like his mom. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're calling from the person that's been on the wait list the longest. Yes. And we're going down the list because <laughs> there's not a lot that is a democracy, but the wait list is fair. My wait list is very fair, um, but you don't have to be fair. I'm, I'm just, you that's just my thing. No, you guys can yes. do whatever you want. Just, <laughs> that's just my thing that I get fixed on. So um, what else do we want to talk about? What else do we want to cover? I think we're at about time too. Are we? I think so. Oh my glob. You and I, we can just go on and on forever. We can go on and on forever. Well, I'm thinking about you groomers out there. You know, I'm I'm thinking about your poor joints and your aches and pains as you try to make it through the holiday season. Um, I'm waiting for Jill Papino's annual Christmas post. Um, <laughs> so... So the day she always posts one day more from Les Mis, um, she always posts that um, her last day of work before the the Christmas break. Um, (laughs) And I always think um, I always think of her at this at this time, like just. I don't know. It's just a really (laughs) it's a great. (laughs) Listen, I don't actually uh, recommend playing broadway tunes at like high volume for your team that's a way to absolutely demotivate your team very that is true yeah um (laughs) can can confirm that will piss them off and they will not work for you (laughs) but maybe just this one time make an exception because one day more uh by the the lame is cast you can do the broadway recording or you can do the movie recording i won't judge you either way um is uh it's a really great like it's a you know it's a marching tune it's like a I don't know. There's something that like stirs the soul and gets you all revved up for that last day of grooming. And I think it's uh, it's a nice change of pace from all the Christmas music you've probably been listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Denise, how's the editing going? Are we getting are we getting proficient? Are we for for the pot the podcast? I'm I'm asking, are oh. you able to? As I talk about one day more, are you able to like? faded in and it grows until it it's it's playing mm. over me talking and then it fades out um for our listeners i don't know if that's, that's that proficient okay well you guys can something. imagine it like yeah. <laughs> imagine like there's a little you know like a swell of music and then it's i think it's eddie redmayne and hugh jackman i don't know but they're all singing and they're all cheering for you guys um to finish out your last day of grooming before the christmas holiday so um 
anyway, all that is to say, I'm thinking about you all as you work double time during this uh, holiday season and just know you're doing, you're doing good work out there. Keep it up. And do we want to do the cruise real quick? Oh yeah. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) Which one? I don't even know what to talk about. Okay. So wait, I'll start with January, January 20th. Uh, We are cruising on radiance of the seas with Blake Hernandez that cruise is pretty much sold out. Um, if you really want to, you can you can try to get in. But uh, there's like, I'm not talking about like just the Barkley. Yeah, our our block's been sold out for a while. I think the whole boat is pretty much sold out. The only things left are like suites. But every once in a while, I see a random room pop up. So if you really want to do it, uh, that leaves out of Tampa on January 20th for a five-night cruise to where are we going mexico 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 excellent and then what else what else is in the works alaska alaska and when are we doing that august august 23rd because it's the day after my birthday oh the only reason why i remember going to alaska for your birthday so that is uh this coming august leaving round trip out of seattle with our speaker jay scruggs yes and I'm so pumped to see Jay and a glacier side by side. <laughs> Just never th- something I thought I would see. Did you ever think you would no. see Jay Scruggs with a glacier in the background in real life? Not something I thought. No. Nope. No, no, not at all. Nope. nope. So we're going to hang with Jay. Um, got several days of seminars and really fun stuff in the works. That that one's like a, a week-long cruise, I think. Yeah, that um, one's longer. Yeah, and definitely a bucket list item for me. I I cannot wait to see Alaska. They say if you're um if you're unsure about cruising, cruising to Alaska will change your mind. Um, That's what I'm telling one of my one of my employees. She's like, I really want to, but I'm afraid of boats. I'm like, you see the shore the whole time. You're you're, like, you're, you're right. <laughs> you're right there. There's there. N- there's no open water, and also no. like if you, if you've looked at cruise cruising in the Caribbean and you're like, that's not for me. A cruise to Alaska is totally different. I have heard. Mm-hmm nothing but amazing wonderful things from everyone who has cruised to alaska so i've cruised I, it's amazing yeah everyone should do it there it is right denise told you yes y- y'all should do it and um i want to say one of our stops was this i think it's juno you can take a helicopter ride up on a glacier and do sled dog racing on snow in summer yes stop that Stop. was the best excursion that we did. I mean, there were a lot. We saw orcas. Oh my gosh! Yeah, saw orcas and harbor seals and bears. I didn't see the bears, but everyone else did. Oh, um, <laughs> lots amazing. of humpback whales. I mean, it was. Oh my amazing. gosh! Otters, otters. That's just sort of. I love otters. Did you know this about me? I love otters. Did you? I, yeah, no, I do. I'm sorry, I just got a little. And then weird. they and oh, a whole bunch of sea uh, sea lions too. I and do they love would like sea lions. They're oh yeah, just, like, and they big would otters. like come up and mess with you and mm-hmm. like follow the boats. And the otters also follow the boats too. They're cheeky. They're so yeah. cheeky. Yeah, oh, I love them. Yeah. I so I mostly love river otters. Um, mm-hmm. Sea otters are bigger and a little bit scarier, but but I love them both. I right. love I love both kinds. <laughs> yeah, well, well, a whole other episode dedicated to otters coming soon. Okay. Um, I like it. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, you guys have a great rest of your holiday season and we will catch you in the new year. And we will also be, um, I think, recording an episode probably from the cruise because. Oh, yeah. Why not? 
we're definitely in the same place. So we don't yeah. really have a, an excuse, right? Nope, not at all. And I do believe we'll be going live. We had planned when we're in Pasadena together to go over the Alaskan cruise too, because that gives us more time to look into it. Fabulous. Fabulous. So, so fun things coming up. All right. Take care of yourselves, everyone. Have a great uh, rest of 2023. Yes. Peace out, everyone. Bye.